Get to your seat, buddy. You're always late. You don't have anything fun to say? No. With, with, with me? Look at me. Maybe make a joke? No, man. Like, look you're at your fat I tits. I don't need to say anything <laughs> <laughs> for people to realize that you're, you're a joke. Your gross Put arms. Aw. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Roll the Credits Podcast, the only podcast that the ending is pretty good. It re- saves the rest yeah. of the episode. The, most of the episode is shit. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then the ending is like, oh my God, give this man an Oscar. <laughs> I'm Frank. I'm Zach. More like give this man a sponsorship. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, we've been doing it for three years. Three different services. Three different services. We're everywhere now. Uh, I'm Frank. I'm did we Zach. already do that? Yeah, we did. Today, we are talking about can a good ending save an otherwise average, mediocre, or even bad movie? Yeah. Um, and I thought that this was an interesting topic because I've recently watched some films mm-hmm. that I was like, hmm, that Kinda ending. Lukewarm on? Yeah, and like I feel lukewarm on, but the ending is maybe borderline great. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, does that change the rest of your feelings towards the movie? I think so. I also, because when you texted me about this subject, you were like, can an ending save a film? Yeah. So I was like, oh, let me also think about, like, can, besides, like, bad movies with good endings, what about good movies with bad endings? Did that change it? Right. And then also, good movies with good endings, does that make it great? (laughs) Is that what makes it amazing? (laughs) Yeah. So I kind of did, like, a little bit of pieces. Ran the gamut with it. Yeah, I kind of... So, I think that there's an interesting discussion, right? Because mm-hmm. it's like, what makes something, like, how how can you make a pretty not great movie, but then, then come through with, like, an incredible ending? Yeah. It's like, where did that come from? You know? Yeah. As, like, a writer, or, like, as a director, mm-hmm. writer, whatever you are, like, whoever made the story itself, it's like, there's... There's a handful of movies that I that I want to go through to mm-hmm. like kind of like prove my point yeah. of I think I kind of am leaning towards the direction of maybe. And like it it feels weird for me to say that because like I, maybe that like bad movies can be saved by good yeah, ideas. Yeah, because I kind of feel like that shouldn't be the case. Mm-hmm. Like you you should have a like if if it's a good movie it should be good all the way through, right? Yeah. You shouldn't have the last 3 minutes save the film. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that being said though, there are these cases where I've watched films and I'm like, this is not very good. And then all of a sudden it changes and it like blows my mind or whatever. And then it leaves you, it it almost feels like a cheap shot Mm -hmm. because it like, it leaves you on such a high that that's kind of all you think about then is just how you left the theater feeling Mm -hmm. right at the end. But at the same time, sometimes an, a mediocre film with a really great ending can then like change everything that you've watched beforehand. Yes. Like it all means something different now or whatever. Yeah. Because then it becomes a thing where it's like, if you're going for like rewatchability, you're like, you're stuck sitting there through the mediocreness because you want to get to that great ending. Yeah. So it's like, it's almost like a trap by the directors yeah. of like making you rewatch it <laughs> until of course, you know, YouTube came along and it's like, Oh, we could just fucking pull up the ending only. Right. Yeah. And then be true. like, that's so fucking good. <laughs> um, but I, I, that is an interesting topic cause it's, it, it brings up a point to me at least. Like, I think where it's like, you know, 
there are some directors like I know Tarantino has like talked about where he like works from like the I think he works from like the ending and then works his way back. N- not always, but there but, have been some cases, yeah. Yeah, so like that idea of like some directors might do that where it's like they they think of like this really really great ending and then they have to go back. They they backtrack to be like how do we get to that ending? Yeah. And like if it doesn't like match up perfectly, that's where you get like that kind of like mediocreness to it. Yeah. And then you get like that still great ending cuz that's what you originally led that was the idea that was where it was all going to culminate yeah so yes i i think that is like at least in my idea that's where like that idea of it comes from yeah um so why don't you start off with i get i this isn't necessarily like a list sort of but but i just kind of have some films that Mm -hmm. i wanted to discuss and uh, obviously you do too yeah so why don't you start off with uh, a movie that you think is potentially saved by a good ending uh the newest like well, not the newest, but like when when the company Legendary made Godzilla, which one? Oh man, I fucking should have done some research. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's like the 2013 one. Is that the one with Brian Cranston? Yes. Okay. Um, it was the one before like King Kong versus Godzilla. Okay. Um, that movie was like, and and you know I love Godzilla. Like I I'm the Godzilla boy. Right. I, ha- I have Godzilla on my leg. Yeah. Um, just waiting to erupt. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, so like for me that I was like so excited. I was like, oh cool, like we're getting like Brian Cranston in it, and like we're getting like a full blown like Godzilla film, like basically twenty years after we got like the sh- the shitty Zilla one. Yeah. Um. So I was like really excited to go into it, and when I was watching it, like they. They didn't do what I normally love and what I kind of talked about when we did Shin Godzilla on the previous channel. Go check out the previous channel. <laughs> um, give, yeah, get some love somewhere. <laughs> um, so um, they didn't do like that normal thing that like works with Godzilla where it's like you show him like a couple of li- literally like a few minutes in the film of like destruction and then have people kind of like really just pick up the pieces from what's going on to really showcase that like he's a force of nature mm-hmm. um they mainly stuck on like the story of like aaron taylor johnson as like a like some special forces like army yeah like trying to stop godzilla and then his wife is like one of the olsen twins um just being a nurse and it's like that's that's ninety nine percent of the story. Yeah, and like you just see like a foot here and there of Godzilla. Right, and I'm like, yeah, I remember I remember leaving the theater being like, I didn't really like that. Yeah, I, and, but and I, but I don't remember the ending. So the ending was what saved everything because like the like the last like fifteen minutes you finally get the fight of like Godzilla and they were called like Mudos. I forgot what the fuck they stood for. Okay, um, but they decided to make like their own monster to fight him rather than just do like 18 of the other monsters that have already fought him in previous films um but like i remember specifically like nobody really was like super super into this film in the theater when i went to see it yeah and then when godzilla hits like the atomic blast when like you see his tail start and it goes blue and it comes all the way up and he hits it and he literally grabs one of them by the jaw, opens their mouth. Oh, yes. And, like, sprays yeah, it down yeah. to the point where, like, he's just holding the head and then roars. I, I shit you not, in the theater, 
people stood up and clapped. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> I joined them because <laughs> I was like, that was the moment I was waiting for. Right. It was building to this moment, but like the rest of the film was just eh. Yeah. So that was and, like the. And you think it saved it? I think that one saved it. Like, wow. I, I mean, I I don't want to go back and watch it, <laughs> but I do think that that was like that was the difference from it being like a five and a seven for a rating. Yeah. It um. They kill off Brian Cranston pretty early in that movie. Yeah, they do. He and he kind of just dies like in a nonsense way. He's like mm. running on a bridge, right? And he just kind like the bridge kind of br- like collapses. Yeah, yeah and he's and just you're gone. Just, yeah, like they don't even show like a hand laying out or anything. It's literally just like ah, I'm dead. Yeah, uh, I remember. I remember being very disappointed on them killing him that way. Yes, uh, and I was like, wow, that's <laughs> that's disappointing. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so I'm gonna get a little bit of hate, I think, for this mm-hmm. one. Um, but I'm prepared for the hate. I got okay. thick skin. I got this thick Italian boy skin on me. Mm-hmm. Um, it's olive oil, <laughs> and then you just start crying. <laughs> uh, I think that the Blair Witch Project is yeah. pretty much saved by its ending. Hundred percent. Right. Like. Hundred percent. Th- thank you for agreeing with me. Yeah, like, I, I like the, the Blair original Witch. Blair Witch is pretty fine for like and like listen i understand for back when it got released in the 90s mm-hmm. like it was this cultural phenomenon and they did like an amazing marketing thing for yeah, it they and made was like it a real? fucking website for yeah it. and like these people gone missing and they're a bunch of no-name actors mm-hmm. and so like people genuinely thought that like this was actual found footage yeah i get it right and for the time it was probably very scary because people genuinely thought it was real mm-hmm. right I respect the shit out of it for that. Yeah. 2023, in hindsight, looking back at it, knowing that that's not the case, knowing that, obviously, it's it's not real. It's just a bunch of people running around the woods screaming at each other, mm-hmm. and then the ending is pretty great. Yeah. Because you don't even see the witch, but you just see, like, fall over, and you just know yeah and right you see like the person standing in the corner of the room with their back towards us and Mm -hmm. then just like the scream and then yeah the camera falls and then that's it and that leaves you with such like that that can almost leave you shaking Mm -hmm. because of how simple but effective yeah it is i mean like the tongue on the rock like earlier on is pretty good but like again it it is like and it is one of those like very first like found footage films where it's like it, it most of it is just kind of like walking through the woods and like they're like oh I'm, we're lost yeah so it's like and them just getting frustrated at one another and whatever and like I, you know I'm a fan of a slow burn mm-hmm. and I completely uh, love the idea of like you know watching people slowly descend into madness yeah. But, like, the Blair Witch, it's just fine. Like, it's, to me, it really was just fine. And I do think that it's a horror staple for a reason. Yeah, because Um, of the circumstances of when it was made. Yeah, and the ending. Yeah, I think if this came out now, people would not care as much. Yeah, not at all. Exactly. Um, It's just a movie that is pretty fine it's got some got it's got some good acting though like mm-hmm. they, they genuinely feel like real people that are lost in the woods yeah um but i mean like showing this to my girlfriend she's just sitting there like is it really just them running around <laughs> in the woods and i'm like they're just walking i'm like yeah for an hour and a half mm-hmm. and she's sure, like, <laughs> sure lord of the rings after that <laughs> right yeah um you know what i put uh, sorry i don't know if you have any more for that one no it's fine um I put kind of like paranormal activity in the same like vein as that. It's very where, similar. Where like, because I, I remember like 
the hype around Paranormal Activity when it first came out, where it's like they weren't showing anything from the movie; they were just showing like people's reactions yeah, in the that theater. Classic. So like night that, vision. Yeah, like that's kind of like this generation's version of like how to promote the Blair Witch Project, mm-hmm. which I thought was really good. And then they tried to do it again with like Barbarian, and I was like, that is not that's not gonna work. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, like um. Like, that same kind of idea where it's, like, paranormal activity, there's, like, nothing really going on. Like, there's a couple of things here and there. Like, a pop moves. Like, shit happens like that. And then, like, at the very, very ending where it's, like, the the boyfriend, like, leaves the room and then it's, like, force pushed against the camera. Yeah. And it's, like, okay, that that gotcha. That was where it's, like, okay, she actually is possessed. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, uh yeah, the paranormal activity's got a pretty solid ending, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, those movies, what the hell happened to those? I those just... have become, like... You want to watch all seven of them? Kind of. Honestly, (laughs) I kind of do. Like, we could do, like... um, Because I think I've only seen up to... I think I saw one and two, and then after that, I was like, this feels like it's declining immediately. Whatever one was, like, the marked one, Uh, I I think it was, like, four or five, that was, like, where I stopped. Yeah, I didn't... I I never watched, like, Next to Kin and all that shit. Yeah, I'm um, so out of the loop with the paranormal activity thing. We we should do like all of them. We <laughs> Well, we should do like a fucking like somehow do like a stream of like us watching it, <laughs> but maybe like we get like stoned or drunk during it. <laughs> yeah. The first one would be pretty boring though to yeah. <laughs> to watch. Apparently like the sixth one, they just full on show like a demon and it's like fucking venom just nice yeah just yeah it's probably silly mm-hmm. uh okay cool zach what about you uh this one you're gonna get hate from i'm gonna get hate from well you're gonna hate me for oh, okay it. yeah <laughs> i'm gonna say again something. don't ever <laughs> <laughs> don't ever put words in my mouth <laughs> i'm gonna don't say this. swear on my life yeah. or ever tell me that i'm frank going to once it. told me that this was a piece of shit <laughs> um you're not gonna like this one but and I, I've kind of changed my mind a little bit on it, but like the first time around, I really think that like the ending saved it of uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Mm. Where first viewing, I felt very similar. Yeah, first viewing, it was just so left field from like what Tarantino usually does, where it's like it is just like a hangout movie. Yeah, and dude, I have no idea what the hell was going on. No, 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 no. What the hell? Uh was gonna happen at the end? No, 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 no. In his his next film, that's oh, coming yeah, yeah. out the, the the movie critic, the movie critic, like mm-hmm. what is that gonna be? Like that is that that title alone mm-hmm. feels like another Once Upon a Time in Hollywood film. It's yeah. gonna probably just be like another hangout movie. Yeah. Uh, so I have no idea. What's <laughs> going so we have to know in the fact that the Hateful Eight was like his last like hoorah of like action. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I don't know, but uh. Yeah. Once Upon a Time, like for me, the first sitting, it was very much like. What is going on? Like, what's happening? Like, where, where is the story? Yeah. Where the fuck is the story going? Because, like, I knew previously the whole thing of, like, Charles Manson and, like, the Sharon Tate murder. Um, so I was kind of, like, sitting there, like, waiting for it to build to that. And then when it stops and they, like, they, they stop at the house, but they don't go to Sharon Tate's house. They go instead to um, Leonardo DiCaprio and Brad Pitt's, like, house. And then it becomes, like, this all-out, like, blood fest of just like beating them in with like a can and like the dog biting the arm and like smashing through heads and like the fucking flamethrower scene yeah that was the thing for me where i was like you know what this kind of does like save the film (laughs) for me because again like i told you like i watched it and i was like i don't know what the fuck was going on like it was so like not tarantino but tarantino at the same time to me 
Yeah. That like the ending was when I was like, okay, like I'm I'm willing to give this like another shot. Yeah, I I felt it. It's funny because Tarantino always, for the most part, you know, I always end up kind of feeling lukewarm almost mm-hmm. towards most of his movies, and then I always warm up to them as the more viewings go. Right. Yeah. So like. The Hateful Eight, mm-hmm. although it's one of my favorite like cinematic experiences ever, because I got to go to the Roadshow edition. Mm-hmm. When I when I left the theater, I was like, okay, that was probably one of his weaker films. Yeah. And now Hateful Eight has become one of my favorite movies that he's ever made. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Jackie Brown. Jackie Brown is such a non-Tarantino Tarantino film, yeah. and it, it, it Jackie Brown feels like the type of film that he would be making now. Yeah, I had an argument with like a couple of friends of mine that they were saying that like. Jackie Brown was like his weakest film. It's really not. No, it's not. I still stand by Death Proof. Death Proof is hands down. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so you know, it's it, it, I, I always end up sort of feeling unsure when I when I leave it for the first time watching a Tarantino movie. Mm-hmm. But I have really grown to love um, his Once stuff. Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah, I mean. After after we did the episode and like kind of dissecting it a little bit, I can I can appreciate like a lot of the nuances of the film. Yeah, man, and it's just so beautiful to look at and like once you realize that it is kind of a hangout movie and you are kind of just watching this actor struggle with the fact that he's no longer the guy. I don't know, there's something really like it's sad, but mm-hmm. it's beautiful, yeah. and it's really cool to see like Hollywood genuinely change. Like it, it, just, it really, really felt like the '60s. Yeah, and and the cars and the ma- like, and Brad Pitt just mm-hmm. so handsome and just like so good. Ev- everything about the movie, like it ended up just becoming one of my fa- one of my favorites. They mm-hmm. every Tarantino film is one of my favorite Tarantino films. Yeah. Like it's just <laughs> I, it's like impossible for me to rank at this point. Mm-hmm. Although I do think that ranking like a director's filmography could be like a fun episode. Yeah, that could be fun. Um but you have to kind of go through like we got to almost watch everything that they You got to watch everything and so that, like we got to choose a director that doesn't have like 40 movies under mm-hmm. his belt. Like we're just never going to be able to do Scorsese. <laughs> like, no, god no. Like we know? can do like Tarantino. Yeah. We can do like the hits from Scorsese. Yeah, you can do the hits. You can do like Paul Thomas Anderson cuz he doesn't have that many um so like there are, there are definitely a handful of directors that have like, you know, um a handful of films that we could definitely do, mm-hmm. but like doing somebody that has like a ridiculous filmography is just yeah. too much. But, Robert um, Rodriguez. Robert Rodriguez doesn't have like a huge one. You know what though? Like I, this is gonna tangent a little bit, but like I I recently like went through his filmography, like bangers. Like ninety, it's the, stra- it's the strangest 90, filmography 90% ever. Ninety percent of his films are just like straight up awesome. Yeah, but and they're also like so strange. Yeah, because then he's got like weird shit like Shark Boy and Lava Girl. Yeah, and but and then he's got Once Upon a Boots. Time in Mexico. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's just like what the fuck? It's <laughs> like what the like, yeah? You have such range. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and uh, you know from Dust Till Dawn, and you're just mm-hmm. like, what is going on here? Um, okay, so a movie that I thought got saved by its ending. I'm not sure if you saw this film. I think you may have. Mm-hmm. Um, have you ever seen the film Life? I think it came out in 2017. It has Jake Gyllenhaal in it, and it's basically Alien. No. 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 Never seen it. Okay. So Is it interesting? It sounds kind of interesting. By, by by me telling you yeah, that it's just got Jake, Jake Gyllenhaal. By in it. Jake Gyllenhaal and the Alien, like you kind of got me a it's, little bit. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Like the the movie pulls from 
every other sci-fi alien spaceship movie ever. So, like, it doesn't really have its own, um, like, identity. Yeah. And that was my biggest issue in watching the movie. I was like, this just feels like a bunch of other movies. Mm -hmm. And, um, but the ending, Mm -hmm. which I guess I'm going to have to ruin it for you because... Do what, what you must. <laughs> I can take it. <laughs> uh, what, you know, that's kind of what we're discussing here. Mm-hmm. Is that basically it comes to the decision that like Jake Gyllenhaal and some other guy have like there's like two pods essentially that like they're going to be able to that they have to use. Mm-hmm. So like there's a girl and she's got to go into a pod and then Jake Gyllenhaal is going to go into the pod and the whole thing is like he's going to go into the pod with the alien and he's going to like go off course into like the middle of fucking nowhere in in the middle of you know space so mm-hmm. that uh he can just he'll, he's sacrificing himself essentially yeah. right he's going to kill that thing with him um and then and then he's going to die as well and then she's going to safely go back to earth right so like the pods go out and like you know you see you see Jake Gyllenhaal's thing go off course and then you see her go down to earth and and whatnot it's like okay they did it mm-hmm but they didn't. Ah. It's like a plot twist where Jake Gyllenhaal was the one that actually went down to Earth. Oh, and he was she, a scumbag. Well, no, it was it was like an I think it was an accident. Mm. Like I, I I don't remember like and he's to like banging on the thing being like no. Well, well the thing is is like it's a great ending because they they land in the um the ocean, mm-hmm. right? Like how they always do. Yeah. And like the rescue crew comes out there and like they open up the foot, they like look through the window and the whole thing is just covered in like fleshy like vines. Mm. And he's like looking at them and he's screaming like, no, don't open it. Don't open it. And they fucking open it mm. because they are like trying to get him out. Yeah. And like the, the thought is like, oh my God, now this thing has come to earth and like, it's going to just like kill everybody. Gotcha. So like, that movie, that ending, fucking saves the whole movie. I might check it out. It, it seems it sounds it sounds kind of interesting. It's, it's interesting enough. Uh, I think Ryan Reynolds is in it, and his <laughs> okay. death is like so uncomfortable to watch. Mm. Um, that that one like really bothered me. <laughs> um, I won't I won't spoil it for you, mm-hmm. but like yeah, there there's some cool deaths, but like again, it's a very average alien movie. Yeah, and then. And then it gets like just heightened by the mm. ending so much. It kind of reminds me of like, and I didn't even think about this, but like Prometheus. Prometheus same, is fine. In the yeah. same vein, it's like it's fine. And then like the ending of being like, oh, it actually is like the xenomorphs is kind of what saves it. Because like, re- remember that came out and we were like, we have no idea what the fuck this is supposed to be. Like, is it supposed to be about like the xenomorphs? Is it yeah. supposed to be like its own thing? Right. And then they didn't, they brought up 400 more questions that did not give us answers and then they made alien covenant which gave us another 12 questions but no answers <laughs> and now they were like ridley scott was like i'm not making a final one <laughs> and i'm like why do i like this franchise <laughs> yeah um yeah uh circle you remember that movie the circle yeah that was like that weird that like, one that was the the weird like um people are like abducted by like the aliens and they're like forced to stand in like that little circle. Yeah, this is sounding familiar. And like they it's it's like they if they step outside then they like just immediately die. Um but they have to like vote for somebody to like kill. I don't know if I've ever, I don't know if I've ever seen this. You have. We've talked about this because then like at the very very like it's whatever like it's literally just like them talking the entire time of like who to kill and like figuring it out. Yeah. And then it gets down to like two people left. It's a pregnant woman and a guy. And like they 
similar to life. That's what made me think of it was like the guy is like, you know what? I'm going to sacrifice myself. Like it's so that way you can live because like whoever is the last one gets like brought back down to earth. Um, and he decides like at the very last second, he's like, nope, never mind. I vote for you. Cause they were like, they were going to do this thing where it's like, no, I'll vote for me. And like you vote for you type thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Oh, to like, right. To like yeah. So he was a scumbag. And then like, he he's like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, I made it. And then like the light comes down, and now it's the baby inside of her that is like up Still for the alive. Ba- yeah. So it's like, oh fuck, are you gonna be like that guy that decides like you live or the baby lives? And they don't show you; they just cut. They they cut, and then like they show him back on Earth as like the spaceship leaves. And you're so just he like, killed fuck. the baby. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, fuck. I wasn't expecting that from this movie. Yeah. But like majority of it is just kind of like, ah, eh, like they're just going through and Yeah. Um that kind of reminds me of the my next pick, sort of, and it has nothing to really do like with that, but like similarly again, where it's just kind of like, all right, this is fine. And then the ending is like, oh, this is actually maybe better than, than <laughs> I think it was. I think. Um I haven't gone back and watched this movie in a very long time, so I don't remember um all the details Mm -hmm. but have you ever seen the book of eli with denzel washington yeah i hate the book of eli it's not a very good movie but the ending when he's when it's revealed that he's blind and he's bringing the the bible that is in braille yeah and he's like memorized everything and he can then go on and like have religion like yeah. go on forever but doesn't he it's like kind of fucking cool but doesn't he die at the end no i swear he dies at the no end. he doesn't or he, like, gets like fatally wounded or something no. like that uh i don't think i think he gets wounded but he ends up like they end up bringing him to uh whatever they end up like bringing him somewhere and he just like lays in the bed and he just recites the whole thing mm-hmm. to um whoever the hell is like writing it um, I don't know, man. There's something about that ending for me that it's in Braille because, like, you have like uh, uh, Gary Oldman in that movie as like the uh, the bad guy who like wants the book, mm-hmm. and then of course it gets revealed that it's in Braille and nobody can fucking read yeah. Braille except for him. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's kind of it kind of saves it for me mm-hmm. a bit. Um, by by no means a great film. No, but I, I remember when it came out and everybody was talking about it. I was like, you gotta see the Book of Eli, uh, <laughs> the best movie to come out this year. And it's like every movie is the best movie to come out this year. Yeah. Like that's what they always say. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I th- I think that the ending is is pretty uh, satisfying, mm-hmm. and I think that it kind of saves it a bit. I gotta watch that. I fucking I haven't watched that in like ten years. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> um, I don't. You probably didn't watch it. Infinity Wars. No. Marvel. No. It's like an okay movie. Like they're kind of they're building up to like the whole thing of Thanos. Okay. Um, and like they do like a little bit of like a battle, which like was cool. But it's like it's again, it's like Marvel is so long. Yeah. It takes so long. Um, and then at the very very end, like you get where Thor like throws. At this point, he has an axe. It's called Stormbreaker. At this point. <laughs> okay, Zach. Well, I mean, you weren't gonna. I was gonna say like he throws his axe, and you were gonna be like, "Well, I thought Thor has a hammer." <laughs> don't don't make me talk like that. <laughs> it's not how I talk. I'm putting words <laughs> in your mouth again. Um, so like he throws his his axe, and like it it hits Thanos, and he's like, "You should have aimed for the head," and then like snaps his fingers, and then like half of the population just like turns into dust, hmm. and it's like like that was where it was like, okay, Thanos won. That's like, the whole thing where it's like, Mr. Stark, I don't feel very good. Yes, and then, and then like, Spider-Man like yeah. just disintegrates, and you're like, oh, fuck. Yeah, yeah. Um, same kind of thing for the one after that, 
I forgot what that one was called. Like, um, but uh, that was like the second part to it, where it's like ninety percent of the movie. I'm like, fuck, I hate this. It's just time travel bullshit. And I mm. fucking hate time travel. And then it gets to like the last twenty minutes, and like it's this all out fight between like everybody that they've introduced through Marvel versus like everybody on like Thanos's side. And I was like, this is really what I came here for. Yeah. Like, I just, I, I really just wanted this war. Right, yeah. And I was like, that's what I needed. I think the last Marvel film that I saw that's, like, kind of in the same world as that whole thing was, I saw Age of Ultron. And I was like, this sucks. And yeah. I just never went back and watched have, anything else. I have else. such a fucking problem with that movie. Because <laughs> like, Ultron is so good in the comics. Like, he, he literally could have been, like, final boss for the movies. Yeah. And they were like, well, uh, let's just bring him down to, like, basically 20 minutes of doing stuff. Yeah. So, like, I had a, I had a real issue with that. I don't know. It was just boring. Mm. Um, all right. my I only have one more because okay. I didn't, like, again, this wasn't really supposed to be, like, a tier list of But we kind of made it but a tier it list. kind of a tier list. <laughs> but um, I wanted to talk about the movie that kind of inspired this entire topic. And I've spoken about this movie beforehand, I believe, on the podcast mm-hmm. um, probably a while ago. But... I watched a movie that came out in 1983 Mm. called Sleepaway Camp, and it is a slasher. I know. I I think I know about this. Sleepaway Camp, in my opinion, has one of the greatest plot twist endings Mm. ever, and it makes a very boring, pretty mediocre (laughs) fucking uh, slasher film into one of my favorites. Mm. It is such an iconic ending and so jaw-dropping and so good that it really, truly does make the entire experience worth everything. Mm -hmm. I don't want to ruin it for you, okay? so I don't think I'm going to tell you what it is. (laughs) But if you know what it is... If you know what it is, then you know that it's amazing. Mm Mm-hmm. And it is absolutely jaw-dropping. And maybe I'm building up a little much, mm-hmm. but I'm telling you, man, when I first watched this movie, I was just like, what? <laughs> like, It's so good. They were inside um, the house all <laughs> along. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's really, really good. I think that we should do Sleepaway Camp mm-hmm. in October. Okay. Um, I already have my fucking horror movie <laughs> picked out. <laughs> well, that's good. Mm-hmm. Um, just because I want to talk about the ending. Mm-hmm. Um, but just know that it's a pretty not great film for the majority of it. But okay. the ending is so good. Um, so, yeah. Sleepaway Camp, hands down, is proof to me that a really great ending can save a film, period. Mm-hmm. Everything else doesn't matter. Yeah. Unfortunately. I, I do believe that, like, if you have a not-so-great film, then, like, if you have a good ending, it, it's worth it to watch. Yeah. I usually tend to, like, kind of be like, okay, like, I, I can forgive everything else because you tied everything up at the end. Mm-hmm. And it's weird, too, because, like, when I was looking up, like, I was kind of doing, like, a little bit of research to see, like, what other people thought of this. Like, people were putting in some, like, really weird shit. Like, they were saying, like, Seven was one of these films that, like, is mediocre and then has, like, a good ending. Yeah, no. I don't agree, though. No, Seven's pretty great through and through. Yeah, like, I think Seven's just awesome all around. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, like, I definitely think that, like, it can be saved. 
Lamb was also one that came to mind, but then I was like, I still don't even like the ending of Lamb. <laughs> <laughs> it was like just this goat man that I shoots I like the him. entirety of Lamb, though, for the most I part. I don't like Lamb. Lamb's good. I have not given it another chance since you, being you in the theaters. I don't know. You'll eventually pick it, and then I'll have to be forced to watch it, and then I might change my mind. Well, but Zach, like, guess what the next movie oh we're doing God, is? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you did this once before. <laughs> uh, do you have one more, or no? Or are you done? Eh. No, I mean the only other one that I kind of like put in there was like, um, the movie Solo, about Han Solo. Oh, I never saw Solo. Yeah, it was garbage. It wow. like, it was just like this whole like drawn out thing of like, do I really need a backstory of Han Solo? Like, I think it's more it's cooler the fact that like we don't know his backstory of how he became like a space pirate basically, where it's like you just you just know him. You know he's a badass. You know he's got Chewbacca as his friend. And this was a movie where it's like, oh, they have to like explain everything to us, and then they ruined his name by like him like trying to like leave the planet and being like, oh, what's your name? Like, I need a name for like the passenger seat, and he was like Han, and then the guy's like, what? Han what? And he doesn't answer, and then the guy just writes Solo. That's how he got his name. That's how he got Han Solo <laughs> because it's just him going on by the passenger. Himself, yeah, yeah. So wow. um. So that ruined it, uh, and then at the very end, they did like this one small thing with like Darth Maul, where it's like, oh, he's still alive. Robot legs. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And I was like, all right, you won me over. <laughs> I like Darth Maul. Darth Maul. I watched. Great. I watched Clone Wars. I fuck with him. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that was like the only thing that saved it. Wow. And he like <laughs> pops the two lightsabers, and I'm like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm a nerd. <laughs> yeah, that's I'll, it. Or uh, uh, Darth Maul is so badass. Yeah, he's fucking so. You really. I and I, and I'm only saying that from the original or the the prequels. I no, guess I know, but like you, you honestly like you have Disney Plus, right? Mm-mm. Doesn't matter. Um, find clips. Just just watch like all the clips of uh Darth Maul being a badass in Clone Wars. That's animated, right? Yeah. Really fucking cool. Like, they build him up as, like, this major badass. Mm. Yeah, he's cool. Mm-hmm. Is he badass in a solo? Oh, yeah. I, I might show you, like, one fight after this. Okay. Where it's, like, he fights, like, the bounty hunter king. Uh, okay. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. It sounds cool. Yeah. Um. Okay. Great. Excellent. Wonderful. Thanks, Zach. You're great. Uh, I have a recommendation. You're great. Uh, thank you. So, Apple Music? Mm-hmm randomly out of nowhere gave you another bono album no <laughs> dropped uh <laughs> dropped a second music uh streaming service okay that is only for classical music really and i kind of love it like i've personally been trying to get more into classical music and yeah. like having a platform that is only for classical music and it's tailored specifically for that mm-hmm. um is kind of great classical music is like amazing to drive like too yeah it's just relaxing mm-hmm. and beautiful and it just kind of like gets you in your head and you kind of just like think um and you're just kind of like i don't know man there's something really kind of great about classical music mm-hmm. um that I have been really enjoying. Um, I don't really love like super, super slow. Yeah. But I am a sucker for like piano and violins. Um, and there's just so much beautiful like uh, shit. Like right now, I'm kind of going through the t- stereotypical like names that we know. Mm-hmm. Like I'm going through all of Beethoven right now. Yeah. Beethoven, and Bach. Yeah. 
Beethoven, Amadeus, bangers. Mm-hmm. Beethoven's got fucking <laughs> bangers. Uh, put louder that uh, shit up. <laughs> straight up, like really, really good. Um, and it's just like, yeah, no, I get it. Like he's he's one of the goats. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and it's great. Um, so I would recommend if you if you it's like it's already included with your um subscription so like you don't have to like it's not like an additional fee for it or anything Mm -hmm. um so yeah i would just highly recommend uh checking it out if you've ever considered getting into classical at all there is now a a platform for it and it only Hmm. which is really nice um i have a movie that we're doing what are we doing i have it written down oh but you didn't remember so well because you oh because we picked the square last square yeah so now this is the other side of the coin the oval uh yes (laughs) so this movie that we're doing is called wild tales okay uh by a guy named jahan i'm not gonna fucking (laughs) butcher your last name i'm sorry but just know that his name is John, and it's called Wild Tales. Uh, you're going to love it. Zach, take us out. Hi, right, guys. Thanks for listening. Now, Frank, roll the credits.